Welcome to Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. Here's your host, Ben Wilson. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. Today we continue my Old Kentucky Home podcast series as we enlighten you on my favorite hometown area, Marshall County, Kentucky. Today I'm joined by my friend and longtime community leader, Brian Roy, to share why being a Marshall Countyan is living the dream. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show and tell me why is being a Marshall Countyan such an awesome thing? Well, thank you, Ben. Thank you for coming back to your home community to visit with us and spend some time. Marshall County is a home to me and my family and many other families in Western Kentucky. And I think if I had to think about the best reason that it's a great place to be is it's the people that make up our community and the uh, the great things that we have to do that are close by. But people are the, the friendliness of the community is what I like the most. Mm-hmm. And um, for those who are not familiar with Marshall County, Marshall County is located in western Kentucky in the Jackson Purchase region. It's about uh, two hours north of Nashville, located on beautiful Kentucky Lake, which is a huge draw for tourists and residents to go out with their boating activities, fishing activities. And it's about 30 minutes from Paducah and about 15 minutes from Murray. So, Brian, you've lived in Marshall County for many years, being a, our sheriff for 20 years. You moved on to be U.S. Marshal. For a period of time, you've overseen our major parks, the Kentucky Lake and Ken Lake. So what makes Marshall County such a draw from the tourist standpoint with Ken Lake and Kentucky Lake? Well, of course, it's the beauty of the lake itself. And then the things that are around it and directly across the lake is uh, probably one of the prettiest and most scenic places called Land Between the Lakes. And it's uh, I think it's a 100 and something thousand acres of just absolute wilderness that was created and back in the 50s and 60s when they took the land to create the area that Kentucky Lake and Barkley Lake needed for flood purposes. But uh, that to me is very beautiful. But the, the lakes itself, we've got a lot of hiking trails. We've got biking trails. You mentioned Ken Lake State Park. I worked there for three years. It's probably one of the prettiest small parks of anywhere that I've ever been. And I've traveled to several places, but for the state park, just the views and the uh, the setting and the fact that it's very quiet in the afternoon, it's just a beautiful place. And then on the north end of the lake is Kentucky Dam State Park. Great golf course, great uh, activities there, and a, a marina that's probably one of the best anywhere on any of the Midwestern state waterways. I know um, we've hosted a lot of fishing tournaments here, it's a big economic driver for the community as well as being a lot of fun for the residents. And having just recently completed Labor Day, that is a huge time for tourism in uh, our state parks. Oh, yeah, the state parks and, and the parks that were created when they were originally created, they were to be a complement to the businesses that surround the park system. And, and they weren't created as a profit center. They were created as a center to draw people to come to our community and let the local small business person thrive at what they do. So the bait shops and the, the uh, boat mechanics and the restaurants and the local motels, they all benefited from the park system. That's still that way today. But then we have some of the finest parks. They've not too many years ago had renovations for their rooms and the accommodations. They've got some of the greatest uh, cooks and the kitchens that uh, you can find anywhere in Western Kentucky. 
They have excellent meals. They celebrate a a lot of special occasions at Easter and things like that. But uh, anything that the average traveler wants to get to do, and if you like to do it in a rural setting, which is what we proudly call ourselves. We're proud not to be urban, though urban is a necessary part of what we do, but we like the slower pace. We like the fact that we know our neighbors. We like the fact that when we see an out-of-state car, we usually try to go out of our way to ask them how they're doing and encourage them to have a good day. And, and a lot of that's what makes our community special, in my opinion. It's kind of funny when I uh, moved down to Miami, being a, from Kentucky, you're polite and helpful for, for people. And I would like motion for someone to come out. They were coming out of the gas station to get in front of me. And they looked at me like, are you crazy? Yeah. What are you doing? So I was letting people in and they're like people behind me were honking and stuff. And I'm like, I'm from Kentucky. You just got to get used to it. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what we're known for. And I'm the same way. But uh, here, you know what? We will stop and let you in and probably talk to you while you're pulling back into the traffic zone. So. Yeah. You know, with the, the camping as well and all the resorts, uh, we've got both the state parks and we also have a lot of private resorts like Big Bear Resort, uh, the Moores Resort, all in Kentucky Lake. And I know a lot of people, they maybe come for a week or a weekend or even two weeks, and they may stay in the cabins there or they may come in an RV. Some people may keep uh, camping trailers there for the season. So it's a wide variety of things for people to come and do and kind of get away from all the hustle and bustle. Yeah, and, and the people that come here, a lot of times when they do come, they tend to stay and send other people, which we appreciate. And I know the local business community appreciates it. And our peak season is usually in the spring, which, as you mentioned, that's fishing season. We're very well known for our crappie fishing. We're known for bluegill, which is my favorite. Catfish is a big thing. And then the bass fishing tournaments that bring people in from all parts of the country to come in and spend a few days and when the bass tournament is going on in this community it is action-packed and lots of boats and lots of people out and it's it's fun to watch you don't have to be the fisherman just to kind of watch them at the weigh-ins and things like that mm. it's a lot of fun yeah when i was in high school because of course i graduated from marsh county high school in 1995 and um my first job was at the moore's resort down in um in gilbertsville and we hosted a lot of big fishing tournaments. And so they'd have guys coming in at four o'clock and all that. And of course, if you're working in the kitchen, you've got to get them ready for breakfast and just get a mad, ru- mad rush coming in. And then they hit those boats and they're out there all day. And then they come in and got a mad rush coming back to eat. But it's, it's quite a, a cast of characters that you get to see. So it's always good people watching out there, those fishing tournaments. You know, Moors, especially when I was a young man, Moors was a very small resort facility that just basically had a boat dock and some small cabins and the camping was more tent camping than it was anything else and if you go out and visit mark and kathy woods at morris today they've got one of the finest campgrounds that you'll find anywhere in the nation and it is absolutely packed it's got some of the most beautiful views all of its waterfront i mean it's just a beautiful setting they've got a restaurant out there now they've got a marina that takes care of everything. They're centrally located. And uh, you know what? It's not just Memorial Day to Labor Day for them. It's almost year round that mm-hmm. people take access and go out to visit those uh, facilities and others around them too. And um, for those who are thinking about visiting Marshall County and checking out one of these resorts, I mean, now's the time to come because it's still great weather. It's not quite as hot as it is in the heat of summer. And you can come and 
bring your jet ski, you can rent a boat if you need to, bring your fishing gear and enjoy a great time. In Marshall County, we also have a lot of other fun things to do. Uh, I, my parents live in Calvert City and they have a, a really nice golf course there. And throughout Marshall County, we have a wide variety of super nice golf courses at Kentucky Lake, uh, at Ken Lake, we have the Benton Country Club. So um, there's all kinds of activity. But the big sport that seems to be the huge driver for Marshall County, at least when, when I was growing up, was basketball. Our um, high school sports are always really good at Marshall County, but basketball has always been the king and, uh, and the queen because we've always had good men's and women's high school basketball teams. And I know growing up, there was a coach named Howard Beth. He was a teacher of mine. And you just knew that those Marshall County girls teams, they were dominant and they won a couple of state championships and they were always a big powerhouse. And I think it's, it's, they keep the tradition going. Well, it's one of the largest gyms in Kentucky for high school athletics. I think that gym will seat close to four or 5,000 people. People don't realize the size and the magnitude of the Reed Condor Gymnasium. But you're right, girls basketball, boys basketball is just what we're known for. We're very sports-oriented. I mean, we've got great baseball teams. Soccer has just taken off like wildfire here in the last 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years. And uh, the sports, volleyball is a new sport that a lot of young people are active with now. The school system just does an excellent job getting young people involved in what archery. That's a new sport. That, I think bass fishing is a bass sport now. It's a sport is now in the sport. state. And some of these bass uh, fishing students, guys and girls, can get scholarships to go to college to go fishing. Yeah, well, Murray State, uh, the regional university that's about 15 minutes from Marshall County, they were a, a national champion in bass fishing on multiple occasions. And then back to basketball, we have Christmas tournaments here mm-hmm. that bring people in from all across the country to watch future talent. They'll have a Christmas tournament, and uh, it's just phenomenal to see the crowds fill up and the people come in just to spend a day watching basketball. They come in as a two- or three-day event, but uh, they'll fill that gym up every day. And it's just amazing. But we're an outdoors community. We've got great settings to uh, participate in the sports. If you don't like to hunt and you don't like to fish, a lot of people just get out and walk. We've got some walking trails here now that that are just absolutely beautiful. And with the new bridge down in Aurora, the Agnes Ferry Bridge, when they built that, they did an excellent uh, project to add a walking trail so you can walk from Aurora's side, which begins at the uh, Kentucky or Ken Lake State Park, and walk all the way across into LBL, the land between the lakes. And land between the lakes have walking trails that go all, almost all the way from uh, one side to the other side. And uh, it's just beautiful. I see people walking out there all times of day and night. They're walking with their families. They're running by themselves. They're on a bicycle. And uh, that's, that's becoming a very positive thing and we're all encouraged to get out and walk or at least do something and i see a lot of people take advantage of that i've seen a few friends that uh they're a jeep owner like i am and they take their jeeps out there on on some of those trails oh yeah well jeep they have jeep jamborees Mm -hmm. here and you'll see sometimes 50 60 or more jeeps that gather together and they end up going into land between the lakes and driving some of the roads over there and there's a certain section of land between the lakes that's designated for those type of off-road vehicles and they come in from all across the country. Mm-hmm. You know another uh, pretty awesome thing about Marshall County you mentioned um, the soccer program one of my very good friends he's the, the coach of the girls high school soccer team 
And of course, Calvert City has always been really big in soccer with the fields and parks. But uh, when I was driving through Marshall County on my week here, I went to Mike Miller Park that was named after a longtime judge executive named Mike Miller from Marshall County. And Judge Miller was probably the most if he's not the most, he's got to be like the second most influential person in Marshall County and was so critical to the growth of Marshall County. He served as our judge executive for 40 years, and they dedicated the park to him recently. And it's just a, a beautiful facility with great soccer fields, baseball fields, picnic pavilions, basketball courts. And I thought it was a great way to honor Judge Miller. And I know you worked closely with Judge Miller, so maybe you could talk a little bit about him because he... Uh, meant so much to the Marshall County uh, community. Well, thanks for bringing Judge Miller up. Yes, I, I began uh, with Judge Miller. Mike, as a lot of people know him, but I always called him the judge. But I started with him back in 1974 when he was a very young man. And Marshall County was probably a population of 27 or 28,000 full-time. Seasonally, we probably doubled that with tourism in the county. But he came in and just created a vision and a roadmap, and he wanted Marshall County to be known all across the state. And when he traveled, and I traveled with him extensively to uh, many different meetings, many different types of meetings, and he always promoted Marshall County with such a positive. His personality was dynamic, number one. He was a great storyteller. He, He was a very empathetic person that was always out to help somebody in need. And it didn't matter what the cause was, he wanted to be a part of it. And he was very instrumental in the water and sewer projects, which communities have to have to expand and to grow. I think probably one of the biggest things that he did early on back in the 70s and, you know, when I was a young person, most of the county roads in Marshall County were gravel. A lot of communities still have a lot of county roads in their communities, but Judge Miller took that on. And I think today, probably 95 plus percent of the roads, county roads, anywhere in Marsh County are now blacktop, which was a huge advancement for people that lived kind of out of the way. And he, he did that. He was very big. You know, we talk about Ken Lake State Park and we talk about Kentucky Dam, which are state parks. Mike, Judge Miller uh, created many parks uh, that were accessible to the water, one close to Big Bear Resort, where people could uh, launch their boats and go spend time throughout the day for a daytime picnic. Another one's out of Jonathan Creek. He created several of those, and he was very cognizant that when people drove into Marshall County for their first time or their 50th time, they liked to see the grass cut, they liked to see friendly atmosphere and they enjoy driving in their car or whatever they're on if it's a motorcycle or a bicycle or just walking he was very aware that the community needed to be a friendly place number one and number two that it was a very soothing place to see so the parks were well mown taken care of very important still Mm -hmm. important to me today and you'll notice that in the community that's very proud of itself as they yards are mowed they have beautiful flowers out in the springtime and throughout the season the businesses take a lot of extra effort here during different holiday seasons to paint their windows or put out special flowers it's just part of what a a good family-based friendly-based community is all about and um, for my guests who may not know what a judge executive is judge executive is basically like your county mayor and that's the person who's in charge, who 
is really your main advocate for your county going in trying to get jobs and like Brian said, bringing in funding for your infrastructure, for your water and sewer. Basic things that a lot of people take for granted. It really requires a lot of work and you've got to have a leader out there who has that charisma and drive to bring that stuff in and make it happen because if you don't have it, just the basics of your community are missing. And so Judge Miller was just a a tremendous icon, really, in Marshall County. I think icon would be an appropriate word for him. Oh, I think definitely he's a uh, personality and a leader that we had in our community. We were blessed beyond measure to have him with us for the 40 years plus that he served, and his legacy will live on. The park that you mentioned, the Mike Miller Park, that's out in the central part of our community, was his idea. Took a long time to get it started. When he got it started, it kept growing, and now we have. Uh, baseball, we have softball, we have soccer, we've got uh, disc golf, we've got walking trails that are blacktopped and very easy to get out. If you want to walk 100 feet or a couple of miles inside the Mike Miller Park, there's easy access to do that. Christmas time, they have pavilions that people can come out and enjoy the Christmas lights. That was something that he did with donations going to different nonprofit charities in the county. All of it we guess, was just excellent. And the idea there, it, it's a family-based atmosphere, and the people in our community and surrounding communities take excellent access of it, and they're very proud of it and take good care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and one thing with Marshall County um, being such a special place, it's it's one of those communities where you can kind of have a little bit of everything by living in Marshall County because you can have a nice house with a good-sized yard for your kids to play in or your dog or even yourself. You know, you can go out there and chip golf balls or whatever, and you have some breathing room from your neighbors. We have a great school system here. I know when I was in school, Kenneth Shadowen was the superintendent, and it was interesting because – he came from Livingston County, where my mom was a teacher, and um, came over to Marshall County and really was, a, I think, another icon of Marshall County, helping it grow. And I know before him, I think it was Reed Condren. I'm probably missing some people when they built that Marshall County High School. And um, even just driving by the, the schools while I've been in town, you're not going to find a, a nicer built school than the schools that you see in Marshall County. I mean, I come from South Florida and Central Florida, and their schools, the public ones, they're just kind of okay, they but they don't have that regalness and like grand facade that, that Marshall County puts into their schools. And I, I've always um, been proud that we have a community that puts that much emphasis on the buildings, but also with the teachers and trying to make education a really important thing for people. Gosh, I had so many great teachers at Marshall County High School. I mean, if I listed them all, I know I'd omit somebody and I wouldn't want to omit somebody, but they were all just fabulous teachers. And now I have several friends that are teachers throughout Marshall County, and they enjoy what they do and trying to make Marshall County a great place for the young people to grow and develop. Yeah, one of the roles that I had when I was sheriff was to collect county taxes. We're one of the only states left in the country where the sheriff is the one that collects the property taxes. And the one thing that I always noticed that the uh, people would come in and nobody likes the word tax, but they never complained about the school taxes. And they always saw and they could realize by just driving by, they didn't even have to stop by, but they saw the value in the school system. They saw the quality and the education. A lot of the, I would say almost all of the teachers were interested in the students that were attending and they wanted them not to do good that day or that week. They, they wanted to give them a lifelong 
uh, career path to give them some ideas through quality education. And it, it looked good to your opportunity. You're an attorney now and your brother's an attorney. And I would say most of the teachers keep up with their students and they know what they've become mm-hmm. and they do an excellent job. Kenneth Shadowen is one of my all-time favorite peoples. And it, it, it wasn't just the fact that he was intelligent, was smart, knew how to manage money, but he was and is a quality person with a lot of character. And that's what I enjoyed about him. And the others, uh, Mr. Condor was the same way. Bobby Miller at one time was the principal. He was the first principal at the high school, I think. Just some good quality people that yeah. cared about kids. And, uh, Trent Lovett's the superintendent Trent, now. The, he, Trent's been there a long time. And he started out as just a young person, but he has done an excellent job. And when Trent and his team at the uh, superintendent's office look at a project. They don't look at it to see how it's going to benefit anybody except the young person, and they do it with a forecast in mind when they do it to make sure that it's going to be sustainable mm-hmm. for many years into the future. So, Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a tough job because one of the top three things that probably Marshall Countyans care about the most is the school system. And the, the kids in these administrators, they're watched with a fine-tooth comb and it's a lot of pressure, but, you know, they're doing it for the, the, the glory of making the students the best they can possibly be and the enjoyment of it. And, um, you know, I always take my hat off to teachers, especially with my mom being a teacher as well. I watched, uh, as sure if I taught a drug, I called it the D.A.R.E. program back yeah. in those days, and it's still around a little bit. But I used to spend days in different schools, and the things that I noticed about the teachers, it wasn't what they taught out of the book. It was the hug that they gave the students when they came in in the morning or when they were having a bad day or just the character that they tried to build in them. And there's a lot to the thought of being a teacher, but the good teachers, and we have tons of them, are interested in the student as a whole person, not just whether they deserved an A or a B. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's excellent. I went to this year's graduation. I had a uh, granddaughter that graduated this year and uh, the students that were listed on the honor rolls at the graduation ceremony this went on and on and on and these were all quality young men and women that have got great futures and they got a good start from a good education and we're very proud of the school system here in marshall county yeah and i know um that uh, the school they do an excellent job with really grooming those seniors to be ready for college and helping them with uh, scholarships and the with the guidance counselors and i know when i was in school my guidance counselors were Kay Travis and I think it was Elaine Fisk. Her daughter was April Fisk, yeah, a year older yeah. than me. I hope I got that right. But um, I mean, they put in a lot of time, you know, making sure that we applied and done what we needed to do. And and their hard work paid off because in addition to me having to work hard, they really went to battle for their students. And I remember my class, we got a lot of scholarships from Murray State and UK and Louisville. And, you know, those administrators pushing us so it was always a big asset. And I have uh, now some classmates that I graduated with, uh, and even the wife of one of my good friends, they're the guidance counselors up there now. So it's like, you know, the tradition continues, as Jim Nance would say about the Masters Golf Tournament. You know, one of the things that I just learned the other day, and I'm sure it's been done in other places, but for young people that are interested in, say, medical career, Mm -hmm. so they have a... uh, program now where you can go shadow surgeons that are actually in the medical field doing surgery and they can go kind of feel what it's like you know they read about it and they're interested and most kids including my mother was a nurse and she always wanted me to be a doctor and so a lot of kids are 
you know, they're encouraged to do that, but they have no idea whether they enjoy it. So this school system and many others, I'm sure, too, but I know Marshall County's got a program where you can go and actually see what those professions are like before you head off to college and see if that's where your interests are. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great thing because, like, if someone wants to be a lawyer, they they probably think a lawyer is what they see on TV. And I'm the kind of law that I do, I mean, they don't show that on TV. I'm not in court battling people and saying, this guy is guilty, sending him to the prison and all, all that. It's not as exciting as back in the day with uh, L.A. Law and, I guess, Suits now is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can see you with your hand slamming down on the, the podium there with a big flashy closing statement. But uh, you're right, a lot of the profession of the law is uh, behind the scenes with research and writing. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people are just not aware of that. So these shadowing programs are excellent ways to kind of let people look and explore. You know, another awesome thing about Marshall County as well, you know, we talk about the sports and the schools and, of course, the quality of the schools. But it's just the the quality of life in Marshall County is is fantastic. We have a lot of um, big economic centers especially the the plants up in Calvert City. They employ a lot of engineers and laborers, and they pay very, very good salaries. So that's always been a big draw for Marshall County. We've got a a couple of hospitals and doctors uh, always in demand for nurses. Of course, the the county government employs a lot of people. We've got the the sheriff's department, which is always top-notch, and the school system employs a lot of people. But you can come to Marshall County and have a really good – way of life from an earning standpoint and um, in your home. So since you've been such a lifelong resident of Marshall County, talk about the economic draws of Marshall County. Well, you mentioned Calvert City, which was basically created from the uh, opportunity that came along many years before my time. But uh, the Tennessee Valley Authority created an opportunity for cheap electricity to come to our area. And prior to that, Marshall County was a very poor county. And I talked to several county leaders prior to my time, and at that time, you know, without the plants at Calvert City, uh, Marsh County had very little, and it was very difficult. It wasn't a place that people wanted to come to, but when the first plant located here, and, and when it started, they were mostly steel-making industries, and then they got more into the chemical-making industries where they make many different types of products, but those brought in educated, experienced workers that were good in their fields, and those were good-paying jobs, and from that came other jobs. And so that part in Calvert City, I consider that our industrial hub. Now, we're just uh, recently, Judge Neal and his economic development team announced a new park that's in the central part of the county down near South Marshall. Mm-hmm. Already got a new tenant that's locating there that's going to create 50 jobs. The number one employer in the county has for many years been related to the tourism industry. I think they employ, employ more people than any of the other jobs, but they're seasonal jobs and a lot of the jobs there that, that you don't hear about, but they do an excellent job. And then of course, Marshall County is a, just a huge agricultural community. So basically, the uh, south end of the county is known make more for the agricultural products and the, the grain and crop farmers and still a lot of cattle farmers. Then when you get out into the eastern part of the county, we're mostly tourism, lakes, and retirement homes. A lot of people that have enjoyed our region for many, many years when they retire, they buy or build a home 
on Kentucky Lake and they just retire here and this becomes their home base. And a lot of campgrounds that uh, people come and go throughout the year. And then the, the area down next to Paducah, a lot of those folks were a bedroom community to the uh, Paducah community market where a lot of our bigger hospitals are and a lot of the things like that. But it's a very diverse community with several different regions for people that live in Florida like you do now. You know, you get to see one or two seasons. Marshall County and the western part of the state still has the luxury. And I've heard a lot of people that have relocated here to retire. They come because they enjoy the four seasons. Mm -hmm. They actually get to experience spring, summer, fall, and winter. And fall, you know, we're just on the cusp of that right now. And that's probably my favorite time of the year. That's the prettiest time. And, you know, a lot of people go to the Smoky Mountains to see the fall colors change. Well, you can come to western Kentucky and do that. And I think this year we've had a lot of rain, so the fall colors should be probably just uh, magnificent. I know they were last year, but you can spend an afternoon driving through land between the lakes or just down the roads. And in the fall, we'll have the prettiest colors and some of the greatest temperatures. And some of the, you know, it's just good times for families to get out and ride bikes and not be just totally burned up from the hot temperatures. Right. And speaking of bike riding, Calvert City is doing this new Greenway project, which is a big walking trail and bicycle trail, and I guess a golf cart trail, but generally it's intended for bikers and walkers. It's going all through like downtown Calvert City, I guess it's connecting to Kentucky Lake. And where is that supposed to end up? Well, Mayor Lynn Jones and the city council there were very active in the idea. And then we worked with the previous governor to get funding. And the mayor at Calvert, he started it there at the city park and it will go all the way out to Highway 62 and then Calvert City has now annexed Kentucky Dam State Park, so mm-hmm. it's all Calvert City. But there's a, a bike path or a walking path, or it, it's big enough to have whatever you want. But it'll go all the way to Kentucky Dam. And if you haven't been to Kentucky Dam, they've got a beautiful walkway that goes out to oversee the lake. And then eventually, the long-term goal is to get that connected to Grand Rivers. And then you could go from Calvert City all the way to land between the lakes and and the Trace. And it'll just be a beautiful setting. And a lot of uh, bike events. There's a lot of uh, uh, places that promote biking and hiking and things like that that are easier to do and people enjoy and they, they come from miles around because they want to. I was just in Michigan a few weeks ago and they have a bike trail and I, it was the busiest. I noticed it from the time I saw it. It was up near uh, Charlevoix and it was just absolutely beautiful. This concept is going to be similar to that. And uh, one of the things that's nice about that too is, I mean, the people my age and younger, they're into athletics and things like that. And being outdoor and just kind of being free from the computer and all the technology and the, the distractions and stuff, it's it's nice to be outside and get some fresh air and exercise. And I feel like things like the, the Greenway is something that's going to be so valuable for years to come because the people now that are in their, their 60s, uh, they grew up very active and going out and doing things socially. They weren't like my grandparents who, you know, once you retire, well, you kind of stay home and you know, watch TV and you may go on a couple of vacations here or there, but you're kind of home. And my generation and my mom's generation is about travel and getting out and doing things and very active and exercising. And so you can have that in your own backyard in Marshall County. Yep. And that, that's what a lot of them do. A lot of folks like to, to relocate here. A lot of them stay here. And then in the wintertime, if in, in the coldest 
I guess our coldest month of the year now is in February. We we still have a lot of days in January now that are not that cold, and uh, mm-hmm. our seasons have become a little more moderate, I guess. But when it's real cold, they head out of here, but then they come back. Some of our springs are just absolutely beautiful here when everything starts to bloom and kind of the trees are kind of budding out and blossoming, and uh, it's just a very pretty time of the year. Well, another cool thing about living in Marshall County, like you said, um, it's family-oriented, laid back. You have a lot of different amenities. But for those who want to get out and get a little bit more excitement, Nashville is only two hours away. If you're a St. Louis Cardinal fan like I am, which most of the people around here are, St. Louis is only about three hours away. So you can go there for a weekend or a week. And um, our region is kind of a good central spot for a lot of bigger cities. If you want to go and check all that stuff out, Louisville's only three hours away. Lexington's, what, four hours away, I think. Yeah, and a lot of the tourism, the license plates that we would see around here, a lot of people from Illinois, a lot of people from Indiana, a lot of people from Tennessee come up to be with us. And, And then a lot of the Missouri crowd, a lot of people from Missouri have houseboats here on Kentucky Lake that mm-hmm. they keep. It's a two- or three-hour drive over here, and they come down and spend the weekends. I think there's the, the rock cliff where people rock go board. and jump off. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> been a popular place for years. Reality I, I, never, I never did get the courage to jump off the top, but I watched a lot of people do it. No, I kind of just was joking like redneck reality TV. Not Let me tell you, these houseboats that are out there, I mean, they're, they're very expensive, so – that's Southern culture, but you get some characters out there jumping off of those lakes, and I'm like, man, this is like something off of a reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, it's, it's the Jeff Foxworthy joke. And sometimes you'll go over there in the summertime in that area that's right adjacent to the rock quarry. There will be boats tied up to next next to each other all the way across, and it's a very busy time of the year. And mm. you, some days you can't go in there and get a spot at all. You have to wait to get in there. Yeah. But the lake uh, is very nice. We, we even have restaurants now that serve meals off of pontoon. Oh, they do. <laughs> so you, you, can, you can order your meal and have it delivered to you. You don't even have to put your uh, flip-flops on and get off the boat. They bring it right to the boat. Maybe it's part of like the Uber Eats program. That's kind of the same kind of thing. They do a great job. Well, we have a lot of traditions in Marshall County as well. Uh, the two that come to the top of my mind are Tater Day and the Hot August Blues. So you got to tell my audience about Tater Day because it's, it's just something else is all I can say. Something else would be <laughs> that's a, a calm, term. That's a calm term. But Tater Day is the first Monday in April of every year. Traditionally, that celebration time created itself many, many years ago when farmers would come to town to get their gardening supplies and get their things ready to plant taters and other vegetables and it's grown into a uh, tradition and I, it's in its hundredth in so many years i mean it's been around a long time but we have a big parade we have all of the uh, community projects that are having different nonprofit funding events they come and they set up booths and they sell their wares and they have a lot of food they have a lot of uh, hot dogs popcorn t-shirts it's in, in all of my years as sheriff, it was always amazing to watch the people come together from many different communities to enjoy Tater Day. Yeah, the, the people watching is fantastic. Yeah, the people watching is the key. And the people will bring their cars to the court square probably two days before just so they can get a 
spot to put their lawn chair to sit there and watch the parade. All the horses, it has a huge contingency of horseback riders that ride through. Then it'll have the bands. It's, it's a parade like most communities have, but if you've never been to Tater Day, you need to uh, put that on your bucket list. Yeah, that, and, the and then the Hot August Blues was just last weekend, mm-hmm. and it's in a beautiful setting on Kentucky Lake, and it's located inside the uh, Ken Lake State Park. I've been to several of them. I didn't get to go to this year's, but in the past, it's some of the finest music, and the music comes from all across the country. And they sit outside and play music, but then they have the bands that come and play sets of music. And some of them are nationally known, and they do a good job. And the backdrop for this is Kentucky Lake. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people that are not sitting in the chairs in the in the auditorium or the uh, outside area that they sit in, people will bring their boats up and uh, throw out an anchor and just listen to that music all day long. And it's just uh, we're very fortunate to have that, and it's been a big hit, and it's going to hopefully continue to be for many years to come. Yeah, and with Nashville growing um, like it is for, as a, a music, not and not just country <clears throat> music, it's it's any kind of music now, and just entertainment in general. If these artists can come and have a good audience to play and he- uh, hear their music and get the word out, they're always interested in coming up for a good show. Yeah, I, I'll tell you uh, a little sidebar story about Nashville and music and being in Kentucky Lake. Bobby Bear, the country singer, mm-hmm. and Mel Tillis. They used to come to Ken Lake State Park every single year, and they would spend four or five days to go fishing. They enjoyed the, the quietness. They enjoyed the respect that people had them for letting them to relax and not be bothered with a lot of questions and things like that. But I had to ask them one time. I said, just uh, tell me what draws your interest to come up here. And they told me that back before I-24, the interstate, that goes from St. Louis to Nashville. Before it was built, the main highway to come through from their travels, if they were doing music out west, they would always have to come down Highway 68. 68 runs through the center of Marshall County, and it ends at the Agnes Ferry Bridge. And what they told me was when they were on their tour buses, they would usually get to, to Ken Lake at the Agnes Ferry Bridge. That was about two hours from their homes back in Nashville. They always wanted to stop there and get off their bus because there's a little pull-off there, and they usually carried a fishing pole, and they would sit out there with their lawn chairs late at night before they made that final leg into Nashville and enjoy it. So mm-hmm. Bobby Bear and them came for many years to Ken Lake long after they had gotten out of the music industry per se. But a lot of people enjoyed that for many years into the past. I know um, the Kentucky Opry in Draftonville has really started to pick up with a lot of good music acts. I have a couple of friends that they they have a, I guess, a trio, the McKendry family. Yeah. Uh, they perform there regularly. And um, just a lot of, there's good cultural things. I know at, um, in Aurora they have, isn't it the big art festival? They have a festival in the fall, which is mm-hmm. in the you know, it's kind of like when things are cooling off and things are slowing down. It's kind of a final boost for the businesses in the in the Aurora community to kind of finish up their year, try to get some uh, last-minute sales, and a lot of people come in, and that's a very good time. And then uh, that's – I don't remember if that's – I think it's in October is when that is, but it's mm-hmm. a good time of the year to, to get out and walk around, kind of just be out in the community. So uh, what big projects are going on in Marshall County besides the one we've talked about, like with Greenway? Because I know Marshall County, it's always been, I always consider one of the the forefront counties in western Kentucky with bringing in 
good businesses and jobs and we have the advantage of Calvert City but you know you always have to be growing because if you're not growing you're dying kind of a thing so what um, big projects are going on in Marshall County right now? Well we've got the new industrial park that we talked about just a minute ago that's out by South Marshall School they've just had a recent announcement that they're United Systems and Software which is a company that has been here but it's been in a much smaller building with a lot fewer employees and Victor and Scott Waldrop who own it just announced a new building that'll start right away and they're going to have 50 employees. A lot of projects going on in Calvert City that don't have monumental growth but they're growing. The economy has been very good here for the last couple of years and it's been a good sign. Uh, You know probably some of the for the gray-headed people like me, the thing that we hate the most is to see this quality group of young men and women that get a good education and then go on to college. Unfortunately, there haven't been many skilled jobs to come back here, but Kentucky has really been on a trek to recognize the fact that your work skills are the important part. We always have needs for doctors and lawyers but just as much so we have need for plumbers and electricians and skilled workers like that. So we're Mm -hmm. taking a new focus on that. So our community is doing very well. We've got a great infrastructure. I think the county continues to work on new sewer projects. You know, a lot of businesses that want to locate or relocate, they have to have an infrastructure, the roads, the electricity, the water, the sewage, all play an important part. Calvert City has been an excellent leader in trying to make sure that that infrastructure is there for prospective businesses. And uh, those are the kinds of things that I think can keep our community growing and doing very well. And and we've always, Marshall County has always been, I think, very proud to be a bedroom community between Murray and Paducah. You know, Murray has done just an excellent job with their university and President Jackson Mm. uh, is doing an excellent job leading the university and They have been such a regional powerhouse to bring new ideas and new businesses. They've got a population on the campus now, close to 10,000 students there, and they've done a good job. So we're kind of in the middle of that. Paducah does very well. We're happy to be in between. We're a 20 to 25-minute drive between both sides, and then we have our own infrastructure and our own businesses. It just makes for a real unique uh, opportunity. The other thing that I think is going to have a huge impact on Western Kentucky is the uh, Highway 68 project. So from Ken Lake to Murray and now to Mayfield, which will also take you into Paducah's all four lanes. And now with the new bridges, both at Parkley Lake and uh, Kentucky Lake at the Agnes Ferry Bridge, with those new bridges being expanded and the finishing of the four lane from Katie's all the way back to uh, I-24, that will just have a huge impact, I think, on the southern area of the counties to continue to grow where the trucks and the, 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 the bigger industries will look at both sides because they got to have the access and the roads. Mm-hmm. And that will just make a big positive impact for many years to come. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the trades jobs, and I want to touch on that a little bit because my job in Central Florida, I work for a big real estate developer. We're building this basically as a town. But um, we struggle to find enough skilled laborers who are the electricians, the plumbers, the, the painters, the um, guys for building homes and framers and things like that. And I know when I was growing up, and part of it was just my own thought process as well, but it's like, well, you want to grow up and be a doctor, a lawyer, and this and that. And I'll tell you as a lawyer, I don't know that we need that many more lawyers, but... Uh, <laughs> 
You're always going to need more doctors, it seems like, and nurses. But, um, you know, they didn't mandate that you take the vocational courses. And I don't know, I think they're maybe, I know they're pushing trade schools more here. And I know Marshall County has a good vocational school and a high school. But I feel like from my audience members who are listening, who have kids, or maybe you yourself, don't neglect that uh, career path because it's a job that you can go into and you can make a really good living. You may be able to go right away through a couple of years of vocational school, but there's a big demand for it. And there is, it's a job that uh, you can make a good living, you can enjoy it, and it's something that uh, you can go and maybe get into the workforce sooner than going to college if college is not your thing because college is not necessarily everybody's thing. But uh, I thought it was interesting you were saying that it's a big demand here in Marshall County because that's what I've heard from other people as well. And I, I'd heard it in Murray and in Paducah. Yeah, it, it's something that I hope Kentucky continues to focus on and stay focused on. And the community and technical colleges across Kentucky, they're unified as one central unit. But you know, we have West Kentucky Community and Technical College in Paducah. They, they've been excellent uh, if you're interested in working on the river. They, they have an a apprenticeship program to get you skilled to go work in the river industry. If you want to be a welder, they have welding schools and any of those jobs that get you qualified. And it's not just something to qualify for one job. It's a job that qualifies you for many jobs. And if you want to relocate, that's good. But a lot of young people that just like to work with their hands and their heads, chef schools, we've got culinary schools here that teach people how to do that. It's, it's just really good. We got away from that focus for several years and uh, worried about the college, and it's excellent. You know, I, I got my college degree later in life, and it was a personal goal of mine to, to finish a college degree, and, and I did that and got a master's. But a lot of times just the skills that people can get through an apprenticeship program are just as rewarding and uh, they provide an excellent income opportunity. Well, and it can be something too, where maybe you kind of um, like cross pollinate those career paths. Because to me, I think the the best thing is you always want to be your own boss if you can. Yeah. But like if you learn a trade, and let's say you're a welder or you're a, a plumber or whatever, you've got to understand how businesses work, and you need to understand finance and business business organization. So you should, if you could combine those two things, or let's say you even want to be a doctor. Uh, or even a lawyer. If you go and get some type of business training and understand all that stuff, you're going to be better served because at the end of the day, you need to know how businesses run, whether you're the owner of it or you're working for the owner. And I just feel like the more well-rounded that you can be in education, the better that you are. And I think the other thing too is with those trades, at the end of the day, when we're a real estate developer and we're building these houses or apartment complexes or retail centers, you need to have your electricians and plumbers uh, with all the boat stuff going on, you've got to have plumbers. And I, mean, I even had a friend that he was a plumber. He was a, a marine plumber. He would only work on like these expensive boats down in South Florida. And I mean, this guy was probably making like three, $400,000 a year. And I was like, you wouldn't think a plumber would make that much. But I said, how much do you charge? And he said, well, I have his rate. But he said, when you're broken down in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, You'll pay what you need to pay to get out of the Atlantic Ocean. That's exactly right. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't like the guy in the vacation movie with Chevy Chase when they broke that. Uh, the car was broken down. He went to that mechanic and he said, "All right, how much for the work?" And they said, "Well, how much do you have?" Yeah. He wasn't that kind of a guy. That it's those kind of careers. They can. Uh, now I don't know if the plumbers around here are making three or four hundred thousand a year, but 
the point is that you can make a, a good living and do something that you're very happy with from a career standpoint in the trades. And it's, it's in demand. Well, the plumbers, the heating and air conditioning folks, the electricians, the culinary, almost anybody that goes and uh, serves an apprenticeship or goes through some type of vocational training for a particular skill, I can guarantee you they're working if they want to be working. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that find the jobs and those are in big demand. Yeah. Electricians, number one, it's a very intense job due to the safety requirements. Right. I mean, you, you have to have some common sense. Yeah, otherwise you yeah, will yeah, you gotta, yeah. And those guys and girls are in big demand. They can get a job almost anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Well, I knew when uh, we started talking about Marsha County, the, the conversation was going to flow and, and it certainly has. But um, since we're talking about living the dream, I got to ask you a few questions to make okay. sure that you are living the dream. All right. So, What's your favorite place to go out and eat at in Marshall County? Uh, recently, I think my favorite place is the Brass Lantern in Aurora. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's been I've there been for there a long before. time. And they are, I was just there last weekend. Friendly atmosphere. People come in, doesn't matter where they come from. It's a very rustic setting in there. It's very social. In Aurora. It's in Aurora. And uh, you're going to have a good meal. You're going to have a good time. And you're going to have excellent service. So that's my favorite. And it's uh, not just a local hot spot, but it's also big with the tourists as well. So if you come to Marshall County, you need to make sure you stop over at the Brass Lantern. I've got several others, though. So, I mean, you can look at my girth and see that it, there's not many restaurants that aren't my favorite. Yeah. They do. Well, pick job. another one then. Oh, well, locally, we've got Hutchins Barbecue. It's oh, yeah. been around for. 60-plus uh, years. I mean, we're a barbecue community. They do a good job. They've got recently new ownership. They're working very hard. They do an excellent breakfast if you want to have breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, there's a few other places uh, all across the county. Of course, the Majestic Steakhouse in Draftonville has been around for many, many years. You'll get a good meal there and many others. All of them do a great job. Yeah. You know, um, the owners of Majestic, of course, um, the boys – have started Mega Fit the gym. Oh yeah! And uh, of course, when I'm in town, I go to Mega Fit and work out and try to. I usually run into a few friends there. But um, they've started this meal plan service mm-hmm. called Mega. Uh, gosh, it's Mega Fit, and I'm I order food online and they'll, they'll send it down to Florida. But it's really growing leaps and bounds. And when I was in there this week, they told me they're building a big facility out of that industrial in park. The that industri- you mentioned. Yeah, and I mentioned the I meant to mention that, but. The Giorgio boys are yeah. the ones that have that. They they've got a great concept there. They build these meals that that they uh, they they're fresh, they're quality. I had meats. one for lunch today. Yeah, and those things are excellent. But they put extra thought into the protein and the calories, and they try to make it a wholesome meal. And they put it in a package that mm-hmm. they just do an outstanding job. It's like eight bucks a pop, and it's very convenient for the busy lawyers like me or the busy parents or. Everybody who's busy. And they call them mega meals, Mm. and they're big enough that it's almost more than one person can eat at one time. So the interesting thing about the MegaFit is the growth of that company. I'm a big wrestling fan, and there's a WWE wrestler named Braun Strowman, and he um, posted about them on Instagram. And I'm like, man, you know, Marshall County companies are starting to go national. Oh, and you know what? They will be a company that a lot of people in a lot of places are going to know more about. Yeah. They, they've come up with an excellent idea. They've got the quality. they got good people preparing the food. 
and they've got a network to distribute it, and it's going to be something that will be national. Well, and as we, um, you know, have like Amazon Prime and people shop online and stuff like that, I mean, it's eventually how it's going to it's going to get to that point. It's kind of that way in, in Miami and the bigger cities now. Not so much in Marshall County. I mean, you're always going to have your IGAs and the food giants and all that. But uh, anyway, Marshall County is not a 1950s community. We are a, <laughs> a 2000 and teens community, so we are progressing along. All right, next question. So basketball is a huge thing for us with uh, not only Marshall County High School men's and women's basketball. We have Murray State. We have Kentucky Wildcat basketball. It's something that I don't care who you are in Marshall County. You can talk to somebody about basketball. Who is your favorite basketball player on both the men's and women's side from Marshall County? From Marshall County, or you can pick a, or you can pick a player from Murray State or UK. Well, of course, uh, the recent uh, player that just went to the Memphis Grizzlies, Jay Morant. Yeah, uh, you know I got to watch him two or three times last season. He, he was the most amazing basketball player I've ever seen in a long, long time. So he would uh, take the top spot for me for Murray State basketball. Mm-hmm. And from the college ranks, I, I don't know, uh, my favorite female basketball player was my granddaughter. She was mm-hmm. the point guard for the last four years at uh, Marshall County, and she just graduated and went to Murray State. I tried to get her to – she played AAU ball and a lot of other sports, but she's not going to play this year, so I've got to find somebody new. But uh, Murray State girls basketball has an excellent team. They're going to be a team to watch. And so I, I kind of hover around Murray State because that's where I went, and that's where I kind of keep my interest. I've yeah. gone to the U.K. games and the UofL games, and I kind of try to watch both sides of that to watch them have their fun times when they play. But Murray State is kind of who I hover around and watch the most. Yeah. No, they have a, a great program. I did an earlier interview with um, my friend Jeannie Morgan from Murray State. She was in char- She is in charge of the Student Government Association. She's been there for four years, and we talked for about uh, for about half an hour on just basketball. Which yeah. you know, you've had Popeye Jones and Jeff Martin, Don Mann, Marcus Brown, oh, all, right. um, all those you know great legends. And then going back even to the fifties, you had like Howard Crittenden, who he played. He was a couple years older than my grandfather and was on that Cuba high school basketball team out of Graves County that won the state title in 1951. So, yeah. And of course, locally, we've still got Barney three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played on a, na- or a not a national, but it's Brewers. It Brewers. Yeah. That was the Brewers high school championship. Him and Tom Mathis. And the, they just recently had a, an awards event to recognize them. Tom Mathis and uh, Barney three are both still alive and pretty active. Some of the others have gone on, but, uh, a lot of good good players. We used to have Frank Wagner, who was the mm-hmm. park manager at Kentucky Dam for years. He was a good basketball player at Murray, and uh, he was from Wingo. But. Yeah. Of course, growing up, um, when I first started following basketball, the, the top basketball player from Marshall County was a guy named Barry Goheen. Oh, I remember Barry. And, uh, boy, he was a, a really good shooter, and then he went to Vanderbilt and was on those good teams with Will Perdue and Frank Cornett, like in the – late 80s but he was quite the shooter and now he's a lawyer in atlanta yeah and um then we had dan hall and um aaron beth on those teams they went to vanderbilt and played and it was funny because when i was in high school of course i was a big kentucky fan and back in the day we had like um, doc sanders was the athletic director which i really liked him and i moved from reedland to marshall county and so i kind of 
got used to talking to the teachers and the people about Kentucky basketball and Finn, but Doc Sanders and I always talked basketball. We had uh, Jimmy Don Peck as the assistant principal, and he was a Louisville fan, so we'd always debate that. And, of course, he was a big coach at PCC, Paducah Community College. Well, they won some awards, yeah. I, I just saw them a few weeks ago, Mr. Bobby Miller, the former principal, and he was superintendent of Grange County, passed away. Uh-huh. Doc Sanders was up for the funeral, and so was Jim Peck, and got to visit with him, talk to him. Uh, Doc Sanders is now living down in Tennessee mm-hmm. and doing very well, and Mr. Peck is retired, and he's doing well. But those are some really good folks from the past that did an excellent job. Yeah. When you were talking a minute ago about great girls basketball players, the first one that pops to my mind, too, was Mary Taylor. Do you remember um, her? She wasn't was, she a Miss, Bas- Miss Kentucky Yeah, and then she went on to coach the girls' basketball team at Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green. Yeah. Good person, good athlete, good uh, wholesome person, too. And I, she popped into my mind there for a while. Yeah, well, of course, Rochelle Caldwell. Now the coach, coach at Murray State, State. Doing a great job. She is a Marshall County girls alum. Um, when I was in school, we had this girl – on the team, her name was Bridget Howard, and I mean she was fantastic, and she led us to a Sweet 16 performance. I, I think we made the Sweet 16, but she was as good as most of the guys. I mean she could have she could have played on our guys' team. I, I feel pretty confident about it. But I remember my senior year in high school, um, we made it to the Sweet 16, and we made it to the Final Four. That was a team led by Jeremy Story, yeah. and Dan Laney was a junior on that yeah. team who went on to go to Vanderbilt and play in the NBA, and we had a guy named Todd Clevidence who was power forward along with a guy named Robert Sanders. And uh, Rory Brewer was the shooting guard and kind of a defensive guy. And I run into him all the time when I'm up here. And, uh, you know, that was a really fun thrill. You know, we went through that tournament and during the year we had some guys who got injured and we got everything straightened out going into the tournament and ended up winning the region. And we went to the Sweet 16 and we beat like St. Xavier out of Louisville and couple of other schools and uh, we had a great run and it was it was a lot of fun to support those guys and Kurt Childs was the coach of that team. Yeah, Coach Childs. Uh, Jeremy Story, we just recently locally had the uh, induction into the Marsh County Sports Hall of Fame and Jeremy mm-hmm. Story was one of the inductees this year. So yeah. It seemed, you know, it seemed like that was only yesterday and time goes by quick. Jeremy's living in Nashville, mm-hmm. doing very well and still comes back to Marsh County quite a bit. Yep. But uh, lots of good athletic uh, capabilities. We've got some young men and women now that are locally playing golf on the golf program. And uh, Jay Nimmo is uh, very active and winning a lot of tournaments. So we've mm-hmm. got a lot of opportunities there, too. Yeah. So a lot of sports history in Marshall County. One tradition we didn't talk well, actually two traditions we didn't talk about that I know are probably on your favorite list. We have the Blues Drive-In in Aurora. <laughs> which is like a staple for the ice cream. And then, of course, the Calvert Drive-In, which I, I personally love. And I took my Bulldog Rodney there for a uh, – we watched a Taking couple of movies. Movie. Yeah. It was, one of the movies was about a dog, too, so he enjoyed that. I kind of suspect Rodney loved the Calvert City Drive-In cheeseburger. Well, actually, I couldn't give it to Rodney. He, he wanted it, but I was like, Rodney, you're on a special diet. <laughs> Well, so. send that cheeseburger to me because okay. they, they have the best cheeseburgers. They've been known, they're known for their movies, but everybody goes and gets the cheeseburgers there. And Baloo's is the same way from, they close soon. I think they close. They closed after time. Labor Day because yeah. I was going to go down there. While so they've already there. closed. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's hilarious to go down there and watch people think that they can get there early enough to not have to wait. But you can never get there too early at Baloo's Drive-In that you just, 
don't have to wait. But it, the milkshakes and the cheeseburgers and the service, it's just a great, it's, it's something from the past where if people don't want to get out of their car and they want to eat their meal in the car or on a picnic table, that's the place to do it. And Calvert City Drive-In is the very same. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about it is you don't, you don't get that in a big town. You get that in a small town. It's yeah. something that's been around for 50 or 60 years or more. A lot of people drive a couple of hours to come to Belize Drive-In in the summertime just to sit there and have a cheeseburger and a milkshake yeah. and then turn around and drive back home. Well, with Calvert Drive-In, I mean, I went in, I paid $8 to go and watch two movies, and I'm like, I couldn't have done that in Miami. They'd charge me $14, $15 just for one one movie. Plus, yeah. it didn't take Rodney, so... <laughs> And when I was young, the Calvert City Drive-In had the ponies on the little, they had a little carousel there that you could ride ponies, and they had all kinds of family activities to go until dark when the movie started. And, you know, that, that place has been there for a long time. And it's one of the last outdoor movie theaters, I think, probably anywhere. But there's not many of them left in America. No, they're not. It's um, a living treasure right here in Marshall County on Highway 95 That's- in Calvert City. And of course, we got little um, interesting towns like Possum Trot. I, I always got a big kick out of Possum Trot, and uh, we got Brewers and Harden and Olive, Fairdealing, Bryansburg, got Sharp, um, Tatumville, Palma. But yeah, so that's the kind of stuff that I always think is kind of fun in the small towns and, and everything. But uh, well, Brian, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I'll leave you with. What's the last appeal for someone who wants to move to Marshall County or come to Marshall County and live that dream? What, why should they come? Well, I think you should come first just to kind of experience what it's like to be in a very friendly community. I don't want to overstress how friendly we are, but I think you can go just about to any location, whether it's a public uh, restaurant, whether it's the hardware store or just people that stop somewhere in the parking lot, you'll find people that are interested in how your day is going. They usually hope that you have a good day. They tell you to holler if they need anything. And they use the word time. holler. Yeah, that's, that's what I always <laughs> say too. And, uh, you know, if you love the aspect of being in a friendly community, Marshall County is known to be a friendly place. And then on top of that, if you want a place where you can enjoy all four seasons, as I talked about earlier, if you want to enjoy the lake for a while and then go take a drive to see some of the beautiful cornfields and soybean crops, uh, this community has it all. And we're very close to anything that you would want to do. And if you're driving from St. Louis to Nashville, we encourage you to get off the interstate, drive some of our back roads and see what it's like on Highway 68, stop at some of our uh, Yard sales. Mm-hmm. A lot of communities have yard sales. We have lots of yard sales. <laughs> and uh, just see how friendly the people are. And I think once you see how committed we are to caring about our neighbors, then a lot of times that's all it takes to get you to come back. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, enjoyed reconnecting and, um, you know, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day because you could have been doing something else. Well, I'm honored that you asked me, number one, and I've kept up with your career along with a lot of the other students that I've met and interacted with in my time as sheriff. And we're very proud of you as well and the career that you've been very successful at. We encourage you to bring your skill back to Marsh County as soon as you can get through. Yeah, I may need to move sooner rather than later. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we look forward to having people like you return and Always enjoy knowing you're back in our community for a visit. Glad your family's doing well, and uh, 
we're, we're very proud of the work that you do and what you've become for yourself as well. Uh, well, thank you very much. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed uh, today's podcast. I really enjoyed it. You know, any, anytime I can come back to Kentucky, I'll, I always take that opportunity. So we thank you for listening. And this has been Living the Dream with Ben and Rodney with our special guest, Brian Roy, reflecting on Marshall County, Kentucky. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode. Find us online at benandrodney.com and follow us on Instagram at benwilsonmiami.com.